Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Like always, you could check us out on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. You could go to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com, sign up for our newsletter. And we are now on Spotify, so share us with everybody you know on Spotify. In today's episode, we're gonna be discussing a term that has developed from a study called benevolent sexism. Um, It's in regards to what women find attractive and how men counter that attraction in terms of nurturing women and women's safety and some are calling it paratoxic masculinity so we're going to go over that a little bit we're going to go over a video that was on world star as far as this guy's thoughts on what billionaires should do with their money in terms of homeless people and then since we're going to be on the subject of homeless people we're going to talk about economy and rents in different city and we're going to tie all of that in together. So kicking it off, um, we want to get into first. Shit. On that benevolent sexism. All right. <laughs> Are you a benevolent sexist? Am I? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. Benevolent sexism is pretty much some terminology that derived from this study that was presented by the Young Turks. That's a YouTube channel. They do political videos. And they presented this study where they didn't conduct a study, but they presented it. They did a a, a profile piece on it. And essentially what it is is they were talking about how women are attracted to men who nurture women and protect women, but at the same time, see women as needy and in need of needy and and what would you say needy and and yes, like and phys- like and like physically less than yeah so they're calling that benevolent sexism so it's it's good hearted and your your mind and your heart is in the right place in terms of how you're treating the women but it's still sexist in nature isn't that just nature? <laughs> Isn't right. that just a natural thing? That's why I'm kind of a little like... Yeah, well, I? but I think that this these are the things that we arrive at when we get so crazy about... Like when it comes to like this identity politics and, and making everything so political. Because it gets to the point <laughs> where... But the never, natural yeah. will be considered racist or or, or 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 bigoted or 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 sexist or whatever the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It it, it gets to that point because even Anna Kasparian, who who she considers herself a feminist, in that piece, she said that she knows that she's weaker than her husband physically. Yeah. She understands that she doesn't have a problem with that. And then she went on to tell the story about yeah. how this guy was on the verge of assaulting her husband and then it ended up going after her and trying to take her phone and that within a few seconds her husband had the guy on the ground and was like choking him and she said how that turned her on. Yeah. She's a fucking sexist is what she is. A benevolent sexist. <laughs> yeah, a benevolent sexist. <laughs> No, but and then it's funny because going back to what you said that that she she knew that she was weaker. She says that she gets a lot of flack from people from from other feminists when for she saying says that for saying that, which I find like very awkward too. It's just like women are physically physically weaker. I mean, generally speaking, not every woman's going to be China, you know, right. <laughs> from the WWE. So yeah, women are naturally weaker. We can't agree on that. We can't agree on that. Apparently and then, not. And then I, I, I felt that she kind of kept it real when she said that she was turned on when, when her husband did that. Because I think naturally you should be. You know, like, as a woman, like, fucking, 
you're protected. Yeah, and, you're being and, protected by your by your marriage. You're not only are you being protected, but it, I think in a large part, he's showing you your value yeah. to him. Like I think, and his value to you, both and both. Right, right. Yeah. He, well, he's displaying his value, but like he's also like showing, like, hey, this is how much you mean to me. That I'm willing to like scrap with this guy oh, yeah. for for your honor, your protection, and whatnot. So it's definitely uh, a good thing. I I would say that yeah. men are like that, but then but then that ties into the the radical feminist movement that seems to not want yeah that. But then that's where it's, it's bad because even the economists that were conducting the test made clear that they don't necessarily all agree on the whole benevolent sexism thing. But since it is a, a a coined term now they only used it to you know kind of go with the flow to kind of let people understand what they're studying yeah so but i mean it, it it's, it's gotten to the point where you know but then i think there is something sort of interesting about anna kasparian who for the most part i very rarely agree with her <laughs> but i will say this i will say this before i go into the point that i was about to make i just thought of something I wonder if she's sort of a genius in the sense that she might be a little bit of a of a wave rider in the sense of where things are heading and trending because I've noticed that she's toned down the 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 crazy leftist talk like yeah she's a lot more balanced in 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 this uh Trump era what depends too how long has she been married no, 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 no. But but what I'm saying is yeah. also, but like just yeah. generally speaking, report r- r- report wise, like oh, being as a reporter ever since Trump. Yeah, because because she did this piece on um, on uh, on Jordan Peterson, and she was saying this is pretty interesting. I was actually like pretty surprised. It was like in a, it's an 11 minute video on YouTube. It's pretty interesting. I recommend that you watch it. Where she's talking about Jordan Peterson and and sort of his rise to fame. And why people like him and all that. And she actually spoke more highly of Jordan Peterson than even Milo Yiannopoulos has done recently. Oh, like wow. she spoke pretty because Milo Yiannopoulos kind of he didn't bash Jordan Peterson, but he kind of didn't have like the the nicest w- things to say about him. Yeah. And she was saying how how like she understands why men would gravitate to Jordan Peterson. And she brought the fact. She's like, it is true. Statistically speaking, men have been going down in the workforce. They have been going down in, in uh, terms of uh, college acceptance rates, all that stuff. Yeah. So she was very uh, forthcoming and honest about that. And she s- said, I could see why w- the, his appeal. But what, And what she did bring up was very interesting. And some might consider it a glaring contradiction in some of Jordan Peterson's arguments. So, as you know, because I know you follow him like I do, yeah. one of one of uh, he's he's asked about all kind of things, all, all sorts of things, ranging from economics to philosophy to psychology. Yeah. But but uh, he has spoken out more so in in favor of of capitalism and like a, a of a capitalistic way of going about things economically speaking. Yeah. But she did bring something that I, I think that it's interesting to bring up right now. And some might see it as a contradiction. She's like, how could he be so pro-capitalism, right? That's, you know, you make your own way. You do your own thing. Yeah. You go and you conquer the world. You pull yourself up by your bootstraps, that whole spiel. But then be so for uh, enforced uh, monogamy in terms of in terms of like how he talks about how without without enforced monogamy there's going to be a certain subset of men that are going to be have access to more women than other men and she's like isn't that kind of capitalism like in yeah that's true yeah and and i was like i was like you know what like like she's kind of onto something like i never i never looked at it like that but it is true like if if you are so pro capitalism, yeah. then you shouldn't be really for. Well, her that this is her argument. I'm not saying I I agree with this yeah. this statement necessarily. But if you are so pro capitalism, 
then you sh- you should uh, you shouldn't be pro enforced monogamy. That's yeah. what she's saying. I don't necessarily think the two are one and the same. One is no. more one is more about economics. One is more about like society and how things are structured. Yeah, but it's still a compelling argument. Yeah, and it's still that right there. That's a whole conversation, really, if you think about it. Right, and and, and kudos to her for like bringing that to the table. Yeah. So, but but that's what I'm saying. I never really got that from her before. Yeah, yeah, because it was so left that, that it was just kind of when you're too to when you're not willing to argue, like, and, and your arguments are just kind of whatever whatever the status quo is. It does. It does. It gets bland, and 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 there's really no interest in being open to talking about him, to examining why he's he's in, you know, why he's big, and why people follow him, and and understanding that she was able to bring up a good question, and and isn't like 2018 the year of like these type of like remember we were talking about it? like yeah, the, the uh, mashups yeah the the unlikely alliances yeah and 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 i find it like badass like when you were talking about uh you were talking about bill maher and ben shapiro having a conversation i like to see that yeah i like to see that that's good and then ben shapiro you know <laughs> massacred bill maher especially when you, you you were saying uh which i completely forgot that he was going to be on there but uh when he, when when he was talking about the russia thing yeah and then and then he was like well i don't know that trump is pro russia when you've already he's Ukraine, actually like, more against russia than obama was yeah. absolutely in, in in actions in terms of actions yeah yeah and, and actions speak louder than words yeah so i mean that's that but you would have never had that like like i felt like in obama's era it was just people weren't having these conversations i feel now you're having these conversations you're having I like I remember distinctly yeah, I, I, that we never we said we'll never see Ben Shapiro on the Bill Maher show. We've yeah. said that before. Yeah. So when he was there, I was like, "Wow, that's shocking!" You know? Yeah. That's badass. She's she did a piece on on Jordan Peterson. That's awesome. You know, like who who else? There was there was a, another two people that was like kind of kind of crazy. I can't think of them now, but but you know, you're just having the conversation, and and that's the healthy part of it all. Because then that's when you're able to bring really interesting stuff. And that's something that I'd like to really get into. You know, what's funny is our thoughts on capitalism are so natural and embedded in us. It's funny because I remember when we were talking about the, the involuntary celibates and then we talked about the, you know, Jordan Peterson's thoughts on that whole thing. Yeah. And I remember specifically us saying how, yes, the the enforced monogamy, we didn't see it how other people were seeing it, like state mandated rape or, or some crazy shit like that. <laughs> but we were we were saying how it is advantageous for men to learn how to navigate their way through that sort of terrain. So yeah. like we, we weren't necessarily riding with Jordan Peterson 100 percent in yeah. terms of what he was saying. Because the enforced monogamy thing, it is important, and I think I think like when you're talking about like the 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 structure of society and building families and something, I think it's necessary. Yeah. But also, I think it's necessary for a man to be able to navigate a world that may not necessarily have enforced monogamy because. Right now, in a in in a lot of places and a lot of factions of society, that's not really that's not really what you have. Enforcement monogamy is really the last thing that 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 you have. So yeah. rather than become an involuntary celibate or some sort of shut in, or you end up hating the world and wanting to sh- like shoot shoot some shit up, yeah. isn't it better to learn to navigate that? Oh, yeah. It reminds me of that Kit Cuddy T.I. song. Ooh, if you're looking for real love, you won't find it here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's kind of funny because it's true. Like, you should. Like, that. that is that is something that, that you have to be able to navigate and be aware of what's what. And, and you know what's funny? What, what's funny is, like, I feel like guys that grew up in the hood... For some reason, like we we grow up with that, like knowing how to do that yeah. easier, because I think we get a a lot of really bad examples of like women's behavior. 
growing up in the hood so like you kind of are really left with no choice and it's funny like when you think of it on a social aspect the difference between like men that grew up not really seeing stuff like that yeah and then men that did grow up because the men that never really saw stuff like that they never like learned had those tools and learned those tools you know what i'm saying but then where i think the problem comes in sometimes in society is those guys that never really had those tools because they never needed those tools sometimes when that ugliness that we have grown up seeing creeps into their world they're really unprepared for it because they ne- like i said they never had the tools they never needed them yeah you know what book actually uh now that you're talking about that it reminds me of this book because i found that the book spoke to me in the sense of like damn like this this is kind of like some of the i resonate a lot with it i wouldn't say that i learned a lot from the book but that's because of what you're talking about right now like where we grew up uh we were exposed to so many things that when when i read this which was uh the 50th law uh it was the book that 50 cent and and, co-wrote with robert Robert green Green. yeah 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 and i found I, i thought that shit was badass when like 50 cent was talking about how like there was like there's been times when when there's like business deals on the table he's there motherfucking executives are on the table and like every, you know people are nervous his partners are nervous and he's like yeah a couple years ago like i was shot nine times and like fucking yeah. this this shit doesn't phase me like this is like nothing to me yeah and 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 that is a good attitude to have but that is an acquired attitude though like no, you absolutely it's not something that, that you're given to not be but that's because you've been conditioned absolutely and if you ever talked or, or or seen people that are in business that have like been through some shit yeah like like it's like nothing yeah like they they're like they're fearless it's yeah like, oh yeah like let's do it where other but people are all nervous and dressed up and ready oh, yeah. Uh, yeah i mean yeah, there's nothing like, i could go after face uh, or uh, mace fan base <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's it's, it's crazy it is it, that is that is an interesting point and jay-z uh said something along those lines in an interview one of his more recent interviews where he talked about how his children because of how they'll be raised there'll be a bunch of tools that they'll have that he didn't have but there's tools that he had that they'll never learn to use because they won't have to yeah you know what i'm saying so it that really does speak to the environment that you grow up in but i i do definitely think that that is uh that's a real that's a real thing but and and honestly before before you even continue if anyone feels like they certain stuff like you know like if if you feel i don't want to say you feel inadequate but like if you feel like oh this is something that i wasn't exposed to that would actually be a badass book to pick up Oh, yeah. So pick it up. The 50th law. Definitely. But, yeah, so tying it back into, you know, the the Young Turts and Anna Kasparian, I think part of why she feels the way she feels about this, you know, quote-unquote benevolent sexism is because she is married. See, because she considers herself a feminist. She identifies as a feminist. But she she even said in, in the video... That she's not an extreme feminist. And her feminist is more so tailored towards the workplace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily like relationships or society or whatever. So she obviously being married, it's somewhat safe to assume that she's not one of those man-hating feminists. Yeah, yeah. Versus like the man-hating feminists that want to, you know, act like, oh, men and women... They're, they're the same biologically, physically, and all of that. And to the point where their their hatred for men is is tyrannical. And, and an example of that is is uh we talked about this not on the show but but in, in um you know off air where the that accusation of LaShawn McCoy's ex girlfriend. Oh yeah. So yeah, so th- there's this NFL player, uh LaShawn McCoy his uh, ex-girlfriend was like brutally beat and assaulted recently and robbed. And, robbed. Yeah. and then she said that that he did it. And she posted pictures. She posted pictures of her beat up face, all that. It, it looked bad. It was awful. You know, that shouldn't happen to anybody. 
but obviously, you know, a bunch of people reacted and and had stuff to the, to say to this and this particular feminist that we know, uh, and that we you, we follow on social media. She posted a picture of the of the girl's face and said, "Oh, this is the kind of animal that that Lashawn McCoy is, and and he's idolized on a day to day basis." This is a perfect example of, of toxic masculinity and uh, he needs to be arrested and fired and, and all of this. On what basis? Right. Well, th- and that's the thing. That's the thing she said because, cause, you know, she the girl accused LaShawn McCoy and LaShawn McCoy like, denied it. He's like, that's totally false. It's not true. All that. And that he hasn't had contact with her for that he hasn't months. Had, that he hasn't had contact with her. And then not only that, the girl's credibility is a little bit shot because she changed her story. First, she said it was Sean McCoy himself. Then the story changed to no, it, he sent people. Yeah. So now, now your credibility is all kind of, yeah. kind of fucked up. But with all that being said, this particular feminist, she said, "Oh, Sean McCoy is lying, and he needs to be arrested immediately. And we need to just believe women. Hashtag believe women." Well, no, that's ra- That's actually a very radical idea. Not in the sense of believing women, believing that's, in anybody yeah. who's just accusing somebody. That's, that's just not be- how things work. That's the beautiful thing about this country where you have a day in court to face your accuser and you're innocent until proven guilty. And listen, not just, oh, believe women. No matter what, how, how, how outrageous or how much their credibility is shot, believe them. Yeah. No, no, don't believe anybody right off the bat. Like you got, there has to be some sort of substantiation of the claim. Has to be. Yeah, and and you're right. And and if tomorrow there's an investigation that that goes public and it shows text messages that I'm sending people now, or yeah, or 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 whatever, or maybe not something not so blatant, but (laughs) I I doubt it'd be so blatant. But 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 something where where like you feel that there's enough evidence to show that yes, he was involved. Well, then yeah, absolutely. But 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 that's. But there, like I said, that's evidence being substantiated yeah. under the legal scope, right? But but not just oh, believe him, ruin his life, his career, all that because somebody said something. Yeah, you know, how do you know she didn't go out with some guy at a club and he beat her, and then she's like, well, he's broke, so let me try to get some money from Lashawn McCoy. You know, what I'm <laughs> how do you, you don't know the yeah. situation, so you don't just believe. No, that's not how it works. Yeah, and, and and that's what's messed up because because those are really the people that mess it up for for certain movements because everybody has them you know any any movement that you can think of is gonna have those off the wall ass characters that say some shit like that and you know like I'd be I'd be cool if 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 uh, you know someone someone agrees to disagree with me and, and and they don't have the views but when it starts becoming like tyrannical that's when it's scary you know mm-hmm. because that that's not that's not a healthy way of looking at things like like uh if if well you know we're going to have a segment about it but that this is kind of a perfect uh segue to the whole Donald Trump thing yeah. the video that you were talking about world star i don't know if you want to kind of do a little recap on it before we yeah so there's this video on world star that we saw today where this guy he plays a clip of Donald Trump. I don't really know what it is. It looks like it could be some sort of award show or some sort of roast or something along those lines. But Donald Trump is on stage and he says, what's the difference between Donald Trump's hair and a raccoon? A raccoon doesn't have $7 billion. I guess like his his hair has... Might have been, been a rally too. Could have been a rally. Maybe, but it did. It looked like there was like some table, like a banquet like or something. Yeah, yeah, it looked staged, definitely. But um, I guess you know because people have made jo- made made jokes about Don- Donald Trump's hair or whatever. So you know, I guess it was sort of like a, a counter or whatever. But he said that, and then right after that clip plays, this guy goes on a little rant about how he's sick and tired of billionaires not doing what they're supposed to do with their money and according to this guy what billionaires should be doing with their money is building apartment complexes for homeless people to live in so go ahead and how how are you exactly tying that into what we were talking about well because so so this guy is start, starting to talk about oh well you know you know you should you should use it for the poor you should buy you should 
you should uh, <laughs> build a big ass building and yeah, then just put the poor com- there. Yeah, the homeless. Yeah, put the homeless in there and yeah. like and like by, by, you know just they'll be living there. That is fucking nuts. Oh, so <laughs> you're saying in terms of how like a, a person's radical idea can like mess up a movement, like mess up the the yeah. momentum of a movement. Really, and, and really the validity of a movement and the validity of what people are arguing. We could go back to, so 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 he said that he he said that, and when he said that, I immediately started laughing. Yeah, I know. And I was like, what? What type of rationale is this? Because because where are these people gonna go? Like, how long is this? Is this six months? What is this really doing for these motherfuckers? Like, so so because because I mean, there is a lot of uh, if if you if you think about the homeless people, not every homeless person is gonna be a, a drug, but there's a lot of drug abuse. Amongst Absolutely. the homeless, Absolutely. right? So, the fuck, do you, so so like think about this really, like think about this deeply. Like, you're not gonna fix anything, right? It's and, a fucking and mayhem. All, and in all honesty, like before we even get to the homeless people and this this hypothetical apartment complex, it's just laughing. Let's we could backpedal a little bit and look at that that very mindset and sentiment of what the guy is saying. That is deep-rooted communism where like you have you feel like you even have the right to say what somebody else should do with their millions or billions of dollars listen maybe you could say oh if i had that amount of money i would do this i would do that i would do something different with it but you're saying what somebody else should or should not do and then you want to say it with with the tone of oh these people don't do anything for anybody but that's entirely not true because to become a billionaire more than likely you have to have you have to have employ people you know what i'm saying so so that helps people more than likely you have to be providing some sort of a service that helps people like i don't understand why like why in society right now especially with the the radical left and the the real real left like i'm talking about the socialist and the communist yeah why helping somebody means giving them something that's not necessarily no. helping somebody sometimes helping somebody can be in some cases it can be denying them something you could yeah. be helping them or but sometimes it could be teaching them yeah. sometimes it could be looking at the problems that they're facing socially like what are what are the things that they're they're not doing their community is not doing not just oh give them homes and and clothes and food like yeah. that's helping no 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 because first off in the long run i don't really think that's helping anybody number yeah. 1 and number 2 people don't work their whole lives to just like give everything they have built away that's like oh hey when 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 you have kids and and you know you have a house or properties or whatever and like it's time to retire or whatever and somebody's like no no you can't give that to them like you got to give that to to the homeless you got to give them yeah. what? like i didn't work all my life to just give it that's not what i that's not what i did this for yeah and it's like you said it's deep rooted communism and then we could go back to the which i just pulled up the the number one uh, demand remember when uh, Black Lives Matter had the 10 demands for white people, mm-hmm. that was the number one demand. The number one demand was, white people, if you don't have any descendants, will, will your property to a black or brown family, preferably one that lives in generational poverty. What is that? What is What type of life? Like, what what, what do you think this is going to do? What ki- what type of logic is that yeah. that you feel like you can even, like, make that request? Yeah. You know? and, 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 and then that's where the validity... And, and this wasn't just, like, some random person. This was, like, the Louisville... Uh, let me see. It was the Charlottesville... Lu- Louisville's uh, reaction to Charlotte... The whole Charlottesville thing. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement there. This wasn't just, like, some average Joe Smo, you know... No, this was motherfucker who's running some of the movements here, and it's like, come on, what are you, what are you doing here? What, what type of, what is this? Like, cause, cause, you say that you're about something, right? Like the, the, cause the title is an uplifting title, right? Black Lives Matter. Yes, yes, they do. And then when you say something like that, that l- makes me believe that you don't think that Black Lives Matter, because if you did. 
then you would want them to be able to acquire the knowledge to be able to fucking... Get that on their own. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, to, to just live off of, like, just all the shit that they know. That's not going to achieve that. Which means that you don't think that black lives matter. And you should probably, like, fucking take a boat somewhere and leave. <laughs> leave. Because you're not, you're not doing anything. And really, you're just deterring the, the very people that you're trying to help. And that and that's that's kind of what I got from that video from the Trump absolutely, video. Absolutely, absolutely. And and then and then th- this goes, I mean, full circle because we go back to the feminism thing. When when you want women to hate men, that's not good for the future. Like that's not good. Like, th- what is that going to achieve? You know. And then and then it gets radical to the point where it's like you know, oh, believe anything a woman says. Oh fuck, man. You know. Oh. You know, we're and then and then like the the shit that's just like fucking some circus shit. Like, oh, men and women are physically capable this in the same ways. Yeah, and it's like well, I think I think when you get to the more fringe, radical sections of ideologies, that's where you'll find the agendas. I think with in terms of the the the, the feminist, you get the 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 man hatred because i think that deep rooted there's an agenda there's two agendas really when it comes to feminists the the more social agenda is misery loves company there's a lot of women out there that like they're they're a little bit miserable relationship wise either either like the guy that they really wanted didn't want them or they're not like totally satisfied with the guy they're with or they have a hard time getting with guys or whatever so all in all like it doesn't they're not they're not totally happy about it and you will be hard pressed to find a woman that doesn't agree with what i'm about to say in terms of women when it comes to men and relationships like they're all about their girls oh i got my girlfriends that's my girl and this and that but when a guy is thrown in the mix like their girls take the back seat yeah. Like it, yeah. Like I, I feel like men like are better at maintaining the balance. Yeah. But but women is like, oh, I see you bitches later. Yeah. And even Chris, <laughs> even even Chris Rock has a joke about that. Yeah. About yeah. how like how like when when women start that is so true. When women start like meeting meeting a guy yeah. and like they meet the guy and and then she's like he's like ladies, remember the first time you met a guy that had his own place and then you were like and then you were like oh. No more sneaking in somebody's mama's basement, this and that. Like she's like, oh, and then he, she came over. You came over his house, and you're like, oh yeah. Like I'm gonna have a good time getting fucked in here. And then, <laughs> and then, and then he was like, he's like, ladies, you remember the first time you met a guy that had a car? And then, and then she, he's like, you weren't on the bus with your girlfriends in and out of the club. You were like, bye, bitches. I'm getting this warm ass car. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but but it's true. And he's like, ladies, you remember the first time a guy took you on vacation? From that point on, every guy had to take you on vacation. She's like, "This is not just no any pussy. This is passport pussy." <laughs> but 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 yeah. that's that's my point. Is like, which I don't. Whether that's right or wrong, yeah. it's it's a general statement. But whether it's right or wrong, that it's that, toxic like, is that, what it that is. women do that. <laughs> whether right or wrong, it is what it is. But but you see you see that more. You know what I'm yeah. saying. It's so, conditional, and that's the thing. Like when when you start when a person starts becoming conditional about things, it's like, are you really about it or you're not? Right. And and sometimes that's what it is for for for, for the movements for, for a lot of the movements because yeah, and you're you're so right about that because we're not. I'm not gonna name names, but we know somebody who was an advocate feminist. Woo! Were they? Woo! Were, woo! Yeah. <laughs> A feminist, and then and then she got a boyfriend, and oh, sweet mother of God, that 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 went out the window. Oh yeah, <laughs> feminism. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I never heard of it. I never heard of it. <laughs> but oh, yeah, but um, but you know what I'm saying. So it and and that's fine. Like it's it's a joke. We're yeah. not like like talking shit or nothing. But it's one of those things where like you you hit the nail on the head. It is conditional. Yeah. So, but that's my point though, because. A lot of ideology is conditional. Not all of it is conditional. No. Not all of it is conditional, but a lot of it is conditional. And, and and then and then what's badass about that is like Tupac has said something about that before 
uh, along the lines of like what you just said about like your mindset being conditional. He's like, I wonder if they took it all the way, would I be the same? Like kind of like expo- yeah. like exploring that question, would I be the same way if I didn't have what I have and, and you know, all that. So it is definitely like something worth exploring, you know, just even, even on an individual are, level. Yeah. But um but also like that would be the case for a lot of these people that are, are socialist or communist or, or or radical in that sense. The minute that some of these people start hitting the real world and they start getting paid and getting their check and all that and they see what get, what's taken out of their check for, from taxes and then they got to pay their bills and all that. And Not then a motherfucker, they see a motherfucker on TV talking about, nah, we want money for this, we want money for that. Their tone is going to change yeah. quite a bit. And that's why it's very important to, to never... Oh, like. Yeah, you're in the now, and, and you can't help but to be in the now, you know, as a human being, right? Unless you have a Back to the Future as machine, the fucking DeLorean. So you have to always think about, like, 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now. And then you, when you think about those things, it's like, you, you, I think... And then also, like, the opposing argument, you know? Be open to a lot of these things because it makes you more, you know, much more well-rounded and much... What's the word? I mean, definitely way less radical you know much more grounded in 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 your argument and and in your thoughts and i feel like again because you're you're going to be conditional let me give you an example and this is just like on some some, you know what i think about a certain rapper and and what someone else thinks and like this dude swears all j cole's the shit and i'm like no j cole's not really that good to me i was like and listen i'm not saying that what he's doing is wrong because obviously there's a market there for him so right. it might just be me. It might just be my taste, but I don't think he's that good. Right. But, you know, I'm acknowledging that he has his fan base. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I mean, he sells, you know, yeah. and you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with that. You can't, you know, there's so many people that I've had the, the argument about that, like, let's say a rapper that I like, and say they're so adamant, like, tell me how they suck. Well, if they suck, then why the fuck are they one of the highest selling artists of all time? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so anything that you argue about, you have to be, you know, just accept certain certain facts and 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 be okay with that. And I think that'll that 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 suits you better because that's how you get a fucking piece from what's her name again from uh, the Young Turks, Anna Kasparian. Yeah, Anna Kasparian. You would have never heard no shit like that in t- t- 2008, 2010, an article where she's acknowledging like the appeal of Jordan Peterson. That that's just not gonna happen. Right. But because the times have changed and now you're seeing that pushback, like, listen, we're not having it. Now you're open to having this conversation, which is pretty conditional in and of itself, but still a good way of looking at things. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, the way probably the, the young Democrats should be looking at things. You know, because because going forward, that's where you're going to have to have a better argument now. And I feel that, that that's just where, where where things get taken. I, and and I, I don't know where the fuck I've read this before. I, I, don't, I don't know if it was um, uh, Machiavelli mm-hmm. where maybe, maybe it was him. I don't know. I, I would have to think uh, long and deep about this shit. But where they say like too much change is not good for like a, a society because then you get that pushback. So like when you, when you change, you change it little by little. Yeah. And I think, and I think like, if you look back, what 2000 from 2005 or let's, since it's 10 years, 2008 to 2018, there was a, there's a big difference yeah. in the world that we live yeah, in the society that we live so I'm 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 not at all shocked at the at the push, you know that 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 we've seen from the right, you yeah. know towards the left because it was such a drastic change. I mean, it, it's crazy, but but that's again because you keep that wasn't even like quick or not 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 quick, but that wasn't even like uh you know little by little. It was just like all of a sudden, right? And then you get these motherfuckers on the fringes trying to like keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And that's what happens. Do you think that it's easier to make somebody understand and like 
being able to ask and the right questions and have a discussion with somebody, the more optimistic they are about the future. Because I feel like what what it is with a lot of these, you know, like radical groups, and we've discussed this before, Jordan Peterson has discussed this before, and you, you see a lot of this in media from music to TV shows nihilism like people don't they they're really there's not a lot of purpose there's not a lot of optimism for the future so a lot of people are for the right now like give me money right now give me this right now because you mentioned something about you have to look 5 10 15 20 years in the future but isn't that kind of hard to do if you're not very optimistic about the future or if you're just overall a nihilistic person and you're not really even thinking about the future so that way but 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 a person being that way it also makes it hard to like have some of these reasonable discussions like hey you know i know right now this is appealing but later on you this may not work for you it may not it may not be suitable or feasible yeah do you think it's hard like if a person is nihilistic that it's hard to like get that through to them oh definitely and and you're right we are in a much more nihilistic society and because of that it is hard to get through because it's kind of like what you're saying doesn't really matter like i don't really like i'm trying to do this shit right now like i'm I'm gonna go fucking shoot up some heroin get the fuck out of my way you know or i'm gonna go fucking get get smashed and and you know the bitches are out you know what i'm saying like they're, they're so worried about the now and like you know which is which is to an extent okay you know it's good to have fun but limitations and balance and and, and we were talking a little bit about this earlier like like uh and you brought up a good point you said uh somewhere along the lines you were talking about like friends is oh well well you're looking for the friends that are like trying to go out and and you know like let's go live it up yeah but is that truly like is that a friend? Yeah, yeah. What I w- what I was saying was how nihilism can can play into people making bad decisions. Because, for instance, let's say somebody doesn't have like a goal, right? They yeah. don't have a goal, or or they're not really working towards nothing. Their life is day to day, mundane work, like nothing. No kids. And I, and also like they don't they're not raising no kids or nothing they don't like the because I think two kids can make people pretty optimistic about the future because even if your life itself isn't what you want it to be a lot of times you can like have aspirations for your child you know what I'm yeah. saying to be something so I, but I'm talking about like the 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 young person that is like that that doesn't have kids does is not really in a relationship but at the same time is not really like working towards anything. And then because they're not working towards anything or there's no particular goal set, it's like, oh, well, so-and-so is going out tonight. Oh, man, they're going to be popping mollies and and doing pills and and drinking and snorting cocaine and all that. And if you don't go, you're going to feel like you're missing out because for you that is missing out versus let's say you don't go, but then and you got because you got to get up. In, for work or school in the morning or because you've been up all night studying for like a greater goal yeah because you're not nihilistic you don't feel like you're missing out on anything and and what even made me really explore that is like I work I work Saturdays I work Sundays I, I gotta get up early and a lot of times like when I wake up like you know if I'm I'm getting ready or whatever the case like I'll check like Snapchat or I'll check you know, Instagram or whatever, especially like on Sunday mornings, I get this a lot. And like, yeah. I see people like on their Snapchat partying like Saturday, like, and not just like one or two people, like a gang of people on, on the timeline. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, and then I think to myself, how many of these people, and, and like, I, I don't mean to come off as judgmental if I am, but this is just my observation. Yeah. How many of these people that I see doing all of this do I like 
aspire to be like or think, oh man, like that person is like doing really well. Like I want to like be like them versus then I look at the people that I have on my Snapchat or social media or whatever the case that are doing very well. And, and I do feel inspired by and, and look pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like they're not, they're not doing what these people are doing. You know what I'm saying? You don't see them partying all the time. It's like, oh, 5 a.m. got to get up for work. And it's like, but then you talk to this person and they've been to Dubai. They've been, and then you speak, you see these other people that are partying every week and they ain't been nowhere. They, you know, that's my point is like, is like, you're so concerned about, you're so concerned about not missing out. But you're really missing out because the shit you're doing, everybody's doing it. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. And this motherfucker that's working, he's been places. He's done things. You could talk. And, you, and that's my point. That, and, and, and you're right. And I think that's that's why when you asked me that, I felt like it was more so. An, it's hard. I'm not going to say you can't, you know, like give good advice and then to be receptive to it. But... Um, it reminds me of, uh, and we've talked about this before, like in like uh, the oh, the all time probably nihilist, like well, I, I don't even know if it's the all time because then you got fucking uh, Rick in, from Rick and Morty, but like the all time and like like regular people, like a actual person on TV, nihilist was uh, Russ Cole in True Detective. You think so? I don't think he was a nihilist. But that's the thing. Throughout the, throughout the whole th- throughout the whole um, series, if you didn't watch that last if you don't watch that last episode, you probably like, damn. You know what I'm saying? You know, like that, like the yeah, shit that I, he I was saying like could do a whole episode oh, on what you just oh, brought yeah. up. But but yeah, go ahead. So so but see, you're looking at it that way because like you, that's probably like a nihilist if you were a nihilist. I'm. You know what? I have to disagree. I would say that he's a pessimist. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't think nihilist. Or, yeah, okay, okay. So, since he is a pessimist, a lot of the stuff that he says, because uh, you're right, a lot of the stuff that he says, it's more so social commentary, and in that social commentary, there's a, not, a lot of nihilism. And because of the nihilism that is, you know, the world that True Detective, which, by the way, if you guys haven't watched... Matter of fact, we should work for the fucking Olympics because we're giving out gold. <laughs> right. Fucking the 50th fucking law and True Detective. If you haven't watched right. True Detective Season 1, you better go watch it. And, and you'll enjoy that, especially w- with this conversation. But, like, he talks about, uh, he mentioned something about, like, the psychosphere, right? And then, like, I was like, what psychosphere? I never heard of no shit. Like, I, I, I understood what he meant, yeah. but I didn't, you know. So then I, I, I fucking, you know, I, I read a little bit about that. And there's, like, this, I, I forgot the author. Um... I'll check right now in a little bit to see if I can find the link, but um, it, it goes over like the, how the psychosphere is like. You know, this guy was was doing studies on it, and actually, even Carl Jung, he he like talked about it in in that book that I was that, that I well, I've read a couple Carl Jung's books, but I don't know which one it is where he's talking about the uh, collective unconscious, mm-hmm. which I feel that adds to. The, adds to it and 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 i say it adds to it because it's like it becomes like a culture of like this is this is what it is like you know is it collective unconscious or subconscious i think it's collective unconscious if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken i'll look it up right now because it actually should be on the because unconscious is just like nothing subconscious is like those those thoughts you don't know you're thinking so to speak I I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it was un- I like from from uh cuz I know we even had that conversation between subconscious and unconscious but I think the way he worded it was unconscious it's collective uh-huh. unconscious but but see the way people operate and 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 you look at that a lot like if 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 you notice like Snapchat Snapchat is is a perfect app where you can see how this shit goes full circle like Motherfuckers will be doing the fucking oh let's dab and motherfuckers then then Snapchat looks at that and everyone's dabbing or yeah. doing or like as a matter of fact I'm because dabbing is so fucking old I don't even know like this shit should be like I don't even know why I'm mentioning it the 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 Drake the Kiki yeah. do you love me and they got the fucking dance and now everyone's doing that shit and like, I didn't know about that shit but I fucking turn on Snapchat 
and they have fucking feeds and feeds about that shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it kind of again hits the psychosphere, and then it's like that becomes like you know kind of the aura, the the yeah. that that is just fucking clouds everything, and and I feel that that's the way people operate. They'll look at that and they let that be the end all be all, or that's that's this is. Where, where the shit's at right now This is where we're supposed to be at And and you notice it in music You notice it yeah. in, in, in movies You know when, when Quentin Tarantino first came out Everyone wanted to be him And they came out with garbage Because they couldn't be him But it's like That's how that's how society works And given the fact that w- When you're youthful uh, You know You have that naiveness And then you have kind of like that uh, I know it all type of attitude Yeah it, it it's hard. It's hard, especially now, because I, I feel like, and, and I and I don't mean to again. It sounds judgmental, but it's just I, I feel it's the truth. A lot of the stuff from when I was a little kid to now, from music to to like what people accept as like this is the cool thing, it's like so watered down. It's watered down. Oh yeah. Like I, I'm sorry. It, it is like you just compare. And, and I'm talking when I was a little kid, like you know what I'm saying, like we had Chronic 2001. You motherfuckers have Scorpion, yeah. For sure, you know what I'm saying, like that's yeah, what you guys have. So, so uh, it, it, it's 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 one of those things where like the the times do really dictate how you feel about things, and then it it it, it kind of we could go back to the Jordan Peterson enforced monogamy thing. Like sometimes you have to kind of put these seeds in society. Not because this is how you should be, but because sometimes it's good for again the, it's, the it's psychosphere. An, it's the, an idea worth exploring. Yeah, and, and it kind of plants the seed so people can start at least thinking about it. Yeah, I agree with that. Back to Russ Cole before we move on. Yeah, I would say my main case against him being a nihilist is that a lot of the questions and topics that he presents. I don't think a nihilist would think that deeply about that stuff. I think... Yeah, like right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really, really don't believe that there is a purpose to anything, I don't see why you would explore so deeply. Yeah. And you know... N- n- not being a scientist. Obviously, yeah. if you're a scientist, that's a little bit different because it kind of is your job to explore but that he that he wasn't a scientist so yeah i i don't know but that's definitely like a, a great ass conversation that, yeah. that that would be worth like we, having we should do a special episode yeah just for that that would be oh, interesting yeah. but yeah so so moving on to panhandlers and a healthy economy so we recently watched a video on YouTube and it talked about what you can get in New York for $1,500 versus what you could get in Houston for $1,500. And what you discover from the video, you guys could look it up. All you gotta do is put New York versus Houston, $1,500 rent, Buzzfeed, it's a Buzzfeed video. And in that video you see what $1,500 gets you in New York and it's considered luxurious yeah. Versus what $1,500 gets you in Houston. And you see, you know, obviously we know that New York is more of a of a leftist city yeah. versus Houston. You know, well, the, New York is a leftist state versus Houston, versus Texas being a, a right state. Yeah. It, it, it was first off crazy that like the guy was paying $1,500 to share an apartment with with three other guys and it was like a super small apartment he had a small bedroom couldn't even fit a desk in there it equals out to six thousand yeah between between all the guys that is a whole fucking lot yeah and then when they compared it to the girl and she had her complex had a pool it had a a workout area that shit made me laugh because the video had him is that this is the workout area and he just gets on the pull-up bar. Yeah. yeah. So we just do this because we don't have any fucking room. Yeah. And then she's like, this is our workout area. And it's a real gym. They have bikes, treadmills, free weights. A pool. A pool. Like, what the fuck? That's, that's nuts. That's nuts. But 
there you go. And and and, and it's funny because um, fuck, I forgot what they call it. Where where they kind of fix the rate on rent. Uh, uh, rent control. Yeah, rent control. They have. I think uh, San Francisco is like big on that. I think New York is big on that, and those are amongst the biggest. Well, well, rent control. I find rent control is actually bad for the for the renters because yes, while it is fixed, it's fixed at an astronomical rate. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like okay, it's controlled. It's not gonna go up from this, but it's yeah, it's because it's high as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that like. You completely like take the, the market out of the whole situation. Yeah, the yeah the the the, the market the, the the market can can make things a little bit easier for renters. If also like the taxes aren't crazy now, and, and I'll give an example. I've been told for my apartments that like I could rent them at way 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 higher, yeah. and I could I could because they're big, especially like the more recent building. Like I definitely could like raise the rent. Yeah. But I don't do that because I keep the market on my side by not doing that. Because I, throughout the year, I have 0% vacancy. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't move. Like, my tenants are understanding. They'd be crazy not to pay the rent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you're not going to get a place this nice, this big, anywhere else and pay what you're paying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So... And and then the crazy part about it is that in the end I still do well. Like I still do well doing it like that. Yeah. Obviously, that makes things more advantageous for me if the city, the state, and the, the county keep the property tax the property taxes lower. Because not only like you you have these leftist governments that talk about, oh, well, we, you know, we it's sad that so many people have to get displaced and and all of this stuff. Well, then if you if you manage the taxes and you yeah. keep it low, these people won't get displaced. So the people, even yeah. when the better elements or gentrification, if you will, however you, you choose to phrase it, start to move in these yeah. these these neighborhoods that, that are were run down at a point, a lot of these people that are on the cusp of maybe making it to the next socioeconomic class might be able to stay because they're not getting booted out because the taxes of the building that that they're living in are not getting raised. So maybe the landlord, owner, manager, whatever, keeps the rent the same. Yeah. And they're able to stay. So now as these these this better element starts moving in, maybe they're able to assimilate with these people. Yeah. And now it's all right, well we're in a better situation now because the landlord kept the the rent at what it was. Yeah. And, you know, we're not bad elements. You know, I'm just trying to raise my kids, send them to school, all that. So everything is more integrated. Yeah. It makes things better for everybody. Obviously, the motherfuckers that are a piece of shit, whatever, they're going to just go from one bad neighborhood to another bad neighborhood. Yeah. There's nothing you could do if you don't want to assimilate. Yeah. But the ones that are trying. They will. Give them. Yeah. Give them. Give them. A, a, give them a chance. You know what I'm saying? So. But it's crazy, like when you look at videos like that, like the perspective that it puts you in, in terms of, and I even was telling you like how good you did when you bought your house, like looking at what dude pays for rent in New York versus like all the the house you have and like, like it's crazy. (laughs) It's fucking insane. Yeah. It, that's, that's so crazy. But then (laughs) that also ties into something that we experienced recently, how we got into that discussion. And everybody, you know, audience-wise, you ask yourself this question, how do you feel about panhandlers? How do you feel when people just come up to you and ask you for money? Because we were walking somewhere recently, and this guy just walked up to us. Actually, within the, the, the same couple of minutes, one, one young kid asked for some money, and then and then uh, another uh, older guy asked for some money. His was more specific. He asked for a dollar, like specifically a dollar. Yeah. And I was, and then we got into an, a, dis, a discussion, and I I ended up not not with the guy, but with each other. And I ended up, you know, telling Rick how I feel. I really, I don't know if it's me, if it's wrong, but a lot of times when people like come off like that, I don't really feel sympathetic towards them. 
Yeah, it and, bothers me. And, and then we started to like explore why that might be. Mm-hmm. And and what I recognize is in an healthy economy, there really is no reason for that. And then I'll and then I'll present an example why. But like, why is it that like you get uncomfortable with it? I get uncomfortable, or not, not? I wouldn't say uncomfortable, but it just annoys the fuck out of me. And be and it doesn't annoy me because I they they're asking me because you know. I'm not a fucking heartless person, but just the philosophy behind the, the philosophy behind what you're doing, like we're and, and, and you put the perfect example is like the economy is is doing well right now. I mean, like you're you'd be hard pressed not to be able to find a job like there's opportunity out there for the taking and you're going to go ask for fucking money and and then you're able bodied like like yeah. you're fine you're you're decent you're healthy you look healthy do something with yourself man like and then you're older than us if anything we should we're not like you said we're not going to him for money yeah. but we should be able to ask you for advice about how to come up in the world not the other way around you're older than us yeah but what i will say about this and 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 like what you, what you just said ties into what i was going to say in terms of how a lot of people might say that and be like, oh, well, it's not so easy to go and get a job and just go apply and this and that. Okay, fine. Let's say, we, let's say we're going to rock with that argument. Let's say we're going to go with that. I'll give you an example of how that is not entirely the case. I recently went to Home Depot. Recently, I was at Home Depot I had to drop off a heavy machine that I rented for four hours. When I went to drop it off, I had a guy, when, when I pulled up, I, I asked the guy, hey boss, you wanna come help me get this machine off the truck? When he walked up, he walked up very enthusiastic. Yeah, man, yeah, I got you, let's do this boss, this and that. He even asked and offered, he's like, you want me to take it down by myself? I could do it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 we got it, we'll work together. But because he wasn't, he was so enthusiastic. He had such a great attitude, and I didn't feel like he was gonna rob me or do anything crazy. Yeah. I gave him five bucks. I'm like, hey man, thanks yeah. for a five bucks, literally for five seconds of work, like taking it off the truck. And because the thing had wheels, yeah. it was just heavy to get off the truck. Man's getting paid. Well, so he got five dollars right there. Now, I went in, I went in, I returned the machine, I came out. As I was coming out, I, I, the, the security guard at the Home Depot, I know him, I had a conversation with him, we were talking for at least 10 minutes. In that 10 minutes, I see the same guy that helped me help other people, and I was being very observant, and I'm, I'm telling you, in the next 10 minutes, uh, not counting the money that I gave him, the guy made close to $20. So when we're talking about in a 10 minute span, the person made $25 more than what some people make in a whole hour. Yeah. Just by being at Home Depot, not sweeping, not picking up garbage, not doing drywall, not painting, but just by helping Helping people people. load and unload stuff. Yeah. Now that's my point. If you're able body and this guy can do it and he just made $25 in 10 minutes. Yeah. There really is no excuse for you not to like, at very least, if you're going to be asking for money, be be willing to provide some sort of service to somebody, yeah. like something. And I mean anything like, hey, let me let me pick up let me pick up the garbage in front of your house. Anything. Even I even have more respect for the guys that are willing to like wash your windows even though it gets annoying when you tell them not to and they still do it, yeah. but at least it's some sort of a service. You know what I'm saying? Some sort of service rendered for for payment versus just, oh, hey, give me a dollar because whatever the fuck reason. Yeah. And then, and then when, when we told the dude no, he's like, I would do it for y'all. Well, I mean, what? you shouldn't though if just yeah. for somebody asking, yeah. you know? Nah, that, that's bad. I remember uh, fucking, um, what was the, what was the not not Uber Eats? Oh, Postmates! Like, there's so many jobs out there that it's crazy. There's a job called Postmates, in which you kind of do like what you're talking, like that dude was doing, kind of like helping out. 
it's a little bit more elaborate. Like you go to like a retail store and then and then yeah, I've pick seen up, that. Yeah, you pick up something that someone bought. So if they bought like a TV or you know in a flower or someone ordered like a flower flowers from a flower shop, you go, you grab it. We're we're we could do that now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like th- there's opportunity out there. So so like and like I'm sure like if dude knew about that, he probably be oh fuck, I'll do that for a couple hours like. Yeah, he, that might, he got paid. like yeah, he might he might for if he made twenty five dollars in, in in ten minutes. Imagine, let's say in the, in the day he made eighty dollars. He probably made more honestly. Yeah, but like let's say he made like eighty dollars. He fucking go to Boost Mobile, get himself a phone with internet access, mm-hmm. and now boom, he could be a Postmate. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like now he's making money. His daytime thing is being outside Home Depot in the parking lot. Yeah, at night he's doing Postmates, whatever the case. Who knows how much dude is making a day at this point? He might be uh, making more than we are. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's my point. I'm getting paid six ways, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's definitely like an interesting perspective and definitely worth looking at. And, and definitely worth people asking themselves how it is they feel about that. Because if, if, if it's your money and you don't feel bad just giving it away, whatever, that's your prerogative and you have the right to do that. But it, it was, for me, worth thinking about why it is that I just don't like that. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and I don't typically sympathize with that. Yeah. Yeah. But, shit. Th- that's, that, and that's why. Because that's, it's, it's, it's about the way you live your life. And, and that's what bothers me the most is like, that's a bad philosophy, and you should fix it for the betterment of yourself. Definitely. Well, that is our interview for our interview. That's our our, our episode for today. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for. It was kind of like an interview because we asked a lot of questions back and forth. Yeah. But that's our that's our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show does continue to grow because you guys listen every Tuesday. We'll be back next Tuesday. Remember, we are now on Spotify. So if you know anybody that listens to Spotify, has Spotify, loves Spotify, let them know about Hanging With Apes. Share the episodes with them. Go to Twitter, where the fun continues in between episodes. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.